Jeremiah chapter 23 and verse 5 and 6 reads this. Behold, the days are coming, declares the Lord, when I will raise up for David a righteous branch, and he shall reign as king and deal wisely, and shall execute justice and righteousness in the land. In his days Judah will be saved, and Israel will dwell securely. And this is the name by which he will be called. The Lord is our righteousness. Last week, I was able to spend time with students from Bath University Christian Union for their events week, uh, their CU mission. And before we kicked off, I asked the students what topics they would like to cover in the week. What questions are their friends really asking them about their faith? Um, And the answers to, to what I got back were very blunt and very brutal. What topics do we need to address to show the hope offered in the gospel today? And here are the answers that the students picked out. Mental health, modern day slavery, racism, sexism, the COVID pandemic. Getting that list and seeing the very real problems and the heartaches and the injustices in this world was pretty heavy especially considering they were all picked out by people barely into their 20s. Yet as we went through the week, I was actually profoundly encouraged. I was encouraged because for all the problems and the hurts in this world, Jesus Christ provides the most beautiful and astonishing hope. The gospel really provides satisfying and real answers to some of the biggest pains and injustices and brokenness that we face in society. And the reason for this is seen in those words in Jeremiah, where he speaks of a God of righteousness and of justice. And in many ways, looking out at the world around us now and feeling rather disorientated and and perhaps fairly sorrowful, it's a very similar picture to how Jeremiah, the weeping prophet, felt. Just before these verses, we we actually read that the very people who were meant to be shepherding God's people have actually scattered the flock, driven them and driven them away. We hear these people are corrupt and their deeds are evil. It sounds very similar to what we've heard recently even. Jeremiah, in many ways, feels very similar to us. Maybe he feels disillusioned by the established religion around him. He feels alone in a world that pretends to be godly, but he can't see much good in it. But in the midst of such trials, what is it that keeps Jeremiah going? It is the promise of one who is righteous and just. Now, we all long for justice to be done. It's an innate God-given part of who we are as people. However, the more we read Jeremiah, and indeed the more we look through the Old Testament the more we realise that the wrath and the justice of God is the most terrifying thing imaginable. And it absolutely shows us how much God hates evil and how he is absolutely not indifferent to suffering. Yet equally how incredible it is to have righteousness and to have grace. As Jeremiah says, the Lord is our righteousness, righteousness given to us, 
despite the wrath and justice of God, despite who we are. And in fact, elsewhere in Jeremiah and indeed throughout the Old Testament, we see these two ideas, these two seemingly contradicting themes, perhaps run like parallel lines. We see a God of justice promising that he will put things right, that he will punish wrong. But we also see a promise of righteousness, a promise of hope and of grace. And the whole Old Testament promises both terrifying wrath and justice in one corner, righteousness and grace in another, both interconnected as perfect attributes of a perfect God, but both seemingly running on slightly different courses. Wrath and justice, righteousness and grace, wrath and justice, righteousness and grace, an immovable force and an unstoppable object. And of course, what we are remembering as we move towards Easter is the place in the Bible where these clash, where the parallel lines, if you will, meet, where wrath and justice and love and righteousness meet face to face. And we know that place as the place of the skull. We know it as Calvary. The answer to how do these attributes of God work together, the answer to injustice and suffering is right there. It's a person. He is hanging on a Roman cross outside the city walls. When Jesus takes the wrath and the justice of God, and he gives us his righteousness. It is the promises coming together. This world is broken, and suffering is great. But the love of God at Calvary is greater still. On the Mount of Crucifixion, fountains opened, deep and wide through the floodgates of god's mercy flowed a vast and gracious tide grace and love like mighty rivers poured incessant from above and heaven's peace and perfect justice kissed a guilty world in love here is love that conquered evil Christ, the firstborn from the grave, death has failed to be found equal to the life of him who saves. In the valley of our darkness poured his everlasting light, perfect love in glorious radiance has repelled death's hellish night. Mm-hmm.